Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Weems podcast. We're so glad to have you listening in today. Before Carrie joins us in today's episode, we want to remind you that the best way to keep up with all the latest content being released by Carrie is to follow her on social media. She's on Instagram and Twitter, so follow her at Carrie Weems, and you can also find her on Facebook as well, and even comment to let us know how much you're enjoying the podcast and the teaching that Carrie has been bringing to all of us. And don't forget, you can always visit CarrieWeems.com to learn more about her and to see a full list of the books, curriculums, and resources that she has recently released. Thanks again for being with us, and we really hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome into the Carrie Weems podcast today. I am not Carrie Weems. I am joined with Carrie Weems today, and uh, it's going to be an awesome day as we conclude part two of the anatomy of an apology. It was awesome. Uh, in the last episode, Carrie was sharing with us uh, about kind of what an apology is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, moments in life when we need to use it. The fact that a lot of us maybe were never taught how <laughs> to apologize. Yep. Uh, but just because you weren't taught doesn't escape you from having to do it. Uh, and so, but now I, I love this one. I know we've both been excited. I'm very excited to get down to the nitty gritty. About this, because this is going to be like such a practical yep. uh, a podcast. I don't know, if maybe you're on the treadmill right now. You're running <laughs> and you're listening to Carrie Weems. It's going to be such a practical list. Because yep. what we want to do is we want to actually give people like almost like a checklist yep. of, of what an apology includes. Yeah. And I mean, so, Paul, it should be very easy for you. Did I, does my apology fulfill all these requirements? It's, it's so good. And so so we're not going to waste any time. We're going to jump right in. Uh, We have, as we were talking before we came on uh, to the podcast today, uh, we wrote down seven, like seven things that are included in an apology, a proper apology. And so we're going to jump in. What's number one? The first thing when I, when I'm apologizing is, um, and I, and by the way, I just want everyone to know, I didn't just come up with this list off the cuff because I'm such a great apologizer. <laughs> I actually went and did research into the psychology of apology, which is really fun to say. We would expect say. nothing less yeah. from Carrie Weems. I don't want to just tell you research. what works for me. I want to give you like really good sciencey stuff. But um, the first thing you should do is you should ask permission because, you know, not everybody's ready, depending on the severity of the offense or how big of a deal it was people might not be ready to talk about it yet. Yeah. And that's really okay. Even So I would say something like, can we please talk about X, Y, Z? Yeah. I feel I was wrong and I want to apologize. Let, let them know. Don't say, can we talk? And We need to talk. Can I meet with you for coffee? Like, let them know. I want to talk to you about this thing that happened between us. Yep. And I was wrong and I want to apologize to you because that will give them the full of what, like, that will give them Expect, help them set their expectations. What they're walking into. Exactly. Which yeah. is just in general, when you're requesting a meeting with anyone, it don't like, can we meet? Can we talk? Can we get together for coffee? Don't ever just leave it at that. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Because I don't know. It's like, so good. Are you really, really sick? Or do you just want to talk about a Christmas list? Because yeah. those are two really different priorities, it can, right? It can go bad both ways. Because you, really you can show up and the person really didn't have anything to say. And you're like, oh my gosh, I canceled so many other things to come and do this today. Yeah. And, and you just wanted to shoot the breeze. We could have done this on Saturday or, or exactly. whatever. <laughs> or you show up and it's like the heaviest thing ever. Yeah. And you're not prepared for it. And you were not prepared. So it's not, it's okay to share your cards a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're requesting them, it's better. It helps the person that you're requesting the meeting with prioritize amongst Absolutely. their other demands. Okay. So, back to the topic of a So we're going to ask for permission. Yeah. What's the next thing we're going to do? The next thing is when you craft your apology, spend some time thinking about it. A good apology takes ownership of specific actions. So, for example, let's say you're going to apologize, um, you know, for something you said. 
instead of saying, hey, I, I said some, what I said yesterday was wrong. I'm really sorry. That's not bad. Okay, so if that's all you can muster, okay. But a better way to do it is to be really specific and say something like this. Yesterday, when you were talking about your situation at work, I made a hurtful, hurtful sarcastic comment. Yes, that is specific. like saying specifically, I said, oh, you know, I shouldn't have said what I said versus I recognize that I said something that was like this. It yeah. was hurtful and it was sarcastic. Yeah. And you and acknowledges what the statement that I just said yesterday when you were talking about your situation at work, I made a hurtful, sarcastic comment. In that statement, I'm acknowledging that you were being serious yes. and I responded in the wrong way. So yes. that's why that, that specific shows them, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but it's important to the person that you're apologizing to that they know that you understand the what, situation. Yeah, they need did. to know, like, this. Uh, now after some time, I understand what's going on. I see how I was wrong, you know, what I did. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's just, uh, I'm sure my wife is not the <laughs> only spouse out there. It's like, you know, hey, babe, I'm sorry. For what? What are you sorry Which for? One? And she makes me. <laughs> like, she makes me yeah. say. Or like I, we made plans Saturday, and I canceled again. Yes. You know, or yes. I told you that um I wouldn't share your secret, and I did. Yeah. Like what did what did I say? What was the way? Acknowledge the way that you hurt them or offended them. Yes. A good apology asks permission. It takes ownership. What's number three? The next thing is it empathizes with the pain caused to the other person. Okay. And it validates their experience. So, um, you know it. When you empathize with someone's pain, it just means that you you put, are able to put your... It doesn't mean that you have, like, emotions and you, like... You can apologize without feeling the emotions of feeling bad, if that makes sense. But if you could put yourself in that person's shoes and go, wow, if somebody did this to me, yeah, I would hate it and it would make me mad. Yeah. So in doing that, even if you don't feel mad, even if you're not re- totally like, crying with remorse, you can still imagine what it would have been like to be in that yep. person's shoes. So when you empathize, you are validating their experience. Yes. So Yes, because it's different than sympathy. Yes. Empathy and sympathy. Totally. Sympathy is, I feel sorry for you. Yes. Kind of like, I feel bad for you, but I don't necessarily, I'm not really putting myself in your shoes. Empathy is like, I'm trying my best to understand what it's like to be you. So a sympathetic statement would be something like, you know, I feel so bad that you waited there by yourself yeah. For an hour and I didn't show up. The empathy would say would say something like, I must I know this must have made you feel angry. Yes. And I understand I would feel the same way if I were in your shoes. Big difference. Big difference. Because one is like, ah, uh, stinks to be you. And one is uh, yeah. I understand if I if you did the same thing to me, I would not like it. Yes. Yeah. Under yeah, empathy, understanding the feelings, uh, feelings, understanding the emotions of, of what they yeah, were. And saying like, and like like again, saying it must have made you feel this, angry yeah. or it must have made you feel disappointed. You're giving, you're put, you are going through the trouble to put words to their experience. And by doing that, you are validating what they experience. And that is hugely healing that is for big. people. That is big. So we're empathizing. We're taking mm-hmm. ownership. We're empathizing uh, with the pain of the people that we have offended. What's, mm-hmm. the, what's number four? Well, number four is obvious, but most people start right here. Yeah. <laughs> say, I'm sorry. That Actually, would, to say, place to be. I'm sorry, I was wrong. And then after that, I think it's really helpful to follow up with regrets. And all that means is, if I could go back and do this differently, I would. So I said that to someone. If I could go back to this yeah. situation and do it differently, I would have done this instead of this. I did X, I would have done Y. Yep. I can see how that would have been a much better way to respond. Yes. You know? We were talking uh, before we came on about how the pronouns yes. are important. 
in an mm. apology. Talk about that. So important. So, you know, in our day of texting, we have like, sorry, love you, thanks. Yep. But, you know, there's a difference between love you and I love you. Yeah. Like, when you add the I, it goes from a general, like, a feeling of love towards someone to I take ownership for the fact that I love you. Yep. It's personal. When you say thanks, it's different than thank you. I'm acknowledging you or the source of the good thing that came my way. Yep. Same with sorry. When you say sorry, it's just generally like it's, I'm generally sorry. But when I say, when you say I'm sorry, it's like I take ownership yes. for this. I'm sorry. Pronouns are important. So important. So hopefully you're, if, if you're writing these down, right, we're asking permission, we're taking ownership, we're empathizing, we're saying I'm sorry. You spoke to number five about regrets. Mm -hmm. If I could go back, I would yeah. do this different. What's number six? Number six is so important, and that's you make repairs, you repair or you restore what happened okay. if you can. Sometimes you can't go back and fix it, but if you can go back and fix it, then go back and fix it. Like if you, let's say you forgot to pay someone the money you owed them when you agreed that you would pay it, well, go back and get the money and pay them. Yep. Or if you forgot, um, I don't know, that would be better. <laughs> Just any, any yeah. that you could repair. Anything that you could make right again. Yes. I, yes. I bumped, I, like, like, like if you're, a, let's say your your teenager ran into your car with their car and didn't tell you for three days. <laughs> they would, you know, not that that's ever happened to me, but, um, you know, so I would say something like to make this right or to make sure this doesn't happen again, I'm going to do this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, and I give you permission to hold me accountable. So this is so important in marriages. I think too, when, when a person, especially if you've been, if you broke, if trust has been broken, your spouse needs to know that not only do you know what you did wrong, but you have a plan for it not happening again, especially if it's been a really deep hurt. Yeah. You know, um, when you do something like that, it makes that person, it gives them, it helps like to rest start restoring trust yeah. because first of all, it says, I have a plan. I think that's the key word, plan. I have a plan. I recognize what I did wrong and I recognize what led me to it, yeah. why I did it wrong. And so I'm also inviting you to help me be, this is what I'm going to do to solve it. And I'm inviting, please let me know if right. you see me going off track, inviting someone in. You know, and that's scary too for the person apologizing because you're like, I'm sorry. I know I play too much golf. I play golf, you know, every weekend day for the last month. I know that golf takes eight hours a day. <laughs> That's so true. She's looking directly at me as she says she knows. My wife have, My wife is bearing witness to everything you're saying. I'm having PTSD to my early days of marriage. I'm like, oh, yeah, the golf. I'm so glad my husband doesn't have that hobby, really. It's oh, the man. longest hobby. Like, could you just do like, could, it you take, could it take four hours? It is. It is. So it's such a long hobby. Anyway, but like, you know, so... I'm going to check with you before I schedule. Like, we're going to agree that I play golf twice a month or whatever yeah. you do. And like, if I go above that, I'm inviting you to say, no, you've already done your two times or whatever. But that's scary because you've given up a little bit of your freedom. But, wow. But that's when true. When you do that, you really don't want the person saying, but you've already played twice. And they really don't want to be your, like, they don't want to tell you either. Yeah. So by kind of like saying, okay, I'm inviting you in this to help me you're giving up a little bit of your power in the relationship and it's a risk, but it builds trust so fast. Yeah. It helps really, you know, expedite that building of trust. So key. I think that word plan was so key to that mm -hmm. number six about repairing and restoring. Yeah. I'm not just apologizing for the past, but I'm showing you, I have a plan to not fall into this trap. So again. important. So and important. and then what's the last one? I, which I think is obviously so important because yeah. it leads to another question. And this is again, it's kind of like saying, I'm sorry, but asking them to forgive you. Yeah. Will you forgive me? Because when, you know, I always, I always tell people this, um, 
you can't really forgive someone for something that they haven't acknowledged. Yes. Like, if someone says, like, how can I put this? It's hard to, but when you hear, like, this, per, if you're doing this apology and you've gotten all the way through number six and that person has heard you say what you did, exactly what you did wrong, they've heard you em- empathize with their pain, showing that you know the pain that you caused them, mm-hmm. they've heard you say that you're sorry, they've heard your regrets, they've heard your plans to repair or, or restore the relationship, and then, so they've got a big picture of the wrong that was done. Right. They felt it, now they see it. And then you're going to ask, will you forgive me? When yeah. they forgive you, they know what they're forgiving you for. In other words, it's all swept under the rug. It's all done. Yeah. It's over everything. Yeah. It's not like there's no loose ends to tie up. There's no things that didn't, got unsaid, got left unsaid. It's important, you know, when we really understand the magnitude of what we did, when we, when we verbalize the magnitude of our mistake, it makes the magnitude of the forgiveness that much bigger. Yes. And that much more meaningful. So when you asked if will you forgive me, try to, if you can, control your emotions and stay focused on the experience of the other person. You yep. know, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in the next section. But um, I mean, I think we need to ask, will you forgive me? Absolutely. What do that you, brings closure to, you know? Uh, for sure. What do you, how can you maybe apologize uh, to someone if perhaps the person is unwilling to, to meet mm-hmm. uh, the person that was offended. Obviously, I think it obviously goes back to number one about asking permission. Yeah. Can we get together? And maybe they're just not ready. Mm-hmm. But if they're just like so closed off, yep. should you still in some way get an apology to them? I think so. I think a lot of times people don't, if the hurt is so much and they just don't want to hear, hear it again. And I think especially, you know, there's different kinds of things. There's the, I did something really bad once and now you never want to talk to me again, or I've done this a lot of times and you're just here, you're just sick of hearing me say, I'm sorry. I think it's always safe to write something. Yes. You know, I think it's always safe to write. I would not ever keep tech. You you have to respect the boundaries that people put. And I don't know the details of every relationship, but if there has been a severe crossing and disrespect for boundaries and there's been lots of repeated abuse or, um, dishonesty or whatever, um, you have to expect that that person is going to come to an end at some point and they're going to establish boundaries. And so, um, I would just write a letter and I would maybe make a copy of it and I would send it to them and just say at the end, I just want to let you know that this is what I understand. And, you know, this is, uh, this is me saying, I'm sorry. And I know you don't want to talk about it right now, but when you are ready, if you are ready, I want you to know that the door will always be open for to sure. you. So that gives them the freedom on their terms to come to you. Yeah, for sure. So, so those seven things right there. You know, yeah. maybe you're maybe you're in the car, you're working out, or you're doing whatever. You didn't have time to you know write them down. Obviously, yeah. the podcast is going to be here forever. You can go back and listen again and write some stuff down. Uh, but that was seven great things about what a good apology is. Yeah. But I think all of us have heard a bad <laughs> apology here oh, and yeah. there. We've heard we've probably given one. We've heard yep. someone say one to us that we didn't feel was genuine. Uh, so what are a couple things as we're just <laughs> maybe having fun right now? What are a couple things that we see in a bad apology? Well, the first one, we all know this one. I'm sorry you feel that way. Yes. I'm sorry you feel that way. So let's just talk about this, that statement. I'm sorry for your feelings. Yeah. So technically... You really can't be sorry for someone else's feelings. Yeah. What you're really saying when you say, I'm sorry you feel that way, is you're way too sensitive. Yeah. That stinks for you because you, <laughs> be, so you must be hurt a lot all the time because you're so sensitive. Right. That's just not sincere. I'm sorry you feel that way is not a sincere no. apology. What's, an, uh, what's another thing that we hear sometimes in a bad apology? 
Um, just excuses. I'm sorry, but. There you I'm go. I'm sorry, come, but. Come on. I'm We've really all sorry, been there. but. Yep. You know, um, there are reasons why I did this. And so when you say I'm sorry, but, it's really, you might kind of be sorry, but really what you're saying is, I think I, was, I still think I was justified. Or I'm trying to save myself in some way. Yes. yes. I'm trying to save myself in some way. I don't want to look that bad to you. Yeah. Or like, yes, I know this was wrong, but I still think I had reasonable reason to do yeah. it. So, I mean, you can make that argument, but it's just not a good apology. <laughs> yeah. I thought about another another bad apology uh, scenario is like the forced apology. Oh, yeah. I remember growing up, you know, mm-hmm. we, we all remember moms and dads saying, you're going to go say you're sorry to someone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to. I definitely don't feel like I don't, that. I don't but think I was wrong. You know, but even in adulthood, yeah. sometimes... We give forced apologies. Yeah, and people can tell when you're not sorry. When it's 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 you not know, genuine. It I think that's really important. Like if you really don't think that you should be sorry, then don't go do a forced apology. Really, don't do an insincere apology, because sometimes you're not wrong. Yeah, and you do need to wait for the other person to come to their senses, or sometimes you really are at an impasse, and it's not a matter of someone just trying to reconcile. It's a matter of we need some time to really need some time to work this out. And one person apologizing, apologizing too quickly resolves it too quickly. Yeah. Without the proper, all the right ideas and the yeah. right issues being discussed. And so, yeah, so forced apology is not good. What's, an, what's another one on the bad apology list? Just an empty apology. One that's like, you know, this is the repeat offender. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't have done it. I'm such, you know, I shouldn't have done it. Okay, let's move on. Like the person that's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They really don't. It's not, they know they did wrong and they really are, they, d- they didn't want to do what they did, but they really don't want to talk about it. They just want to move on to the next thing because, yeah. and at the root of that is a fear of rejection is that it's really hard for us to look at our failures. It's fear of the emotions that are going to come with kind of settling into a talk about this. It's just, I don't want to get too deep into it, Yeah. but we do, like I said, we have to acknowledge the pain that we cause people because it makes the forgiveness that much more powerful. And I would say that Empty apologies are the ones that we try to we're trying to rush through it so that yeah. it's not too painful for us, and that wow. devalues and plays down disregards the pain that our actions cause to the other person. Yes, and that's what apology is not about us; it's about them. Yeah, that's you know? so good. I've heard you use uh, this one before as we were talking about some of this. Is an overdone apology? Oh yeah. Can you explain what's an overdone apology? So I did this to somebody a couple of nights ago. It's whenever you're like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst friend in the world. I can't believe I'm just always doing this. Can you ever forgive me? Can you, I mean, I'm just so sorry. I'm so sorry. And you go, and they're like, yes, okay. Yes, okay. And then you just keep going on and on about what a terrible person you are and how bad you feel. And then really what you're doing is you're making the apology about you. Yeah. You're not really trying to get their forgiveness or resolve it with them. You're trying to offload your guilt onto you. Like you feel so Perhaps guilty. Perhaps if I'm more dramatic, yes. I can feel less guilty. Like in other like, words, what I can do, if I'm dramatic enough, then you'll start feeling sorry for me. Yo. And then you, have, you will be like, oh, well, how can I possibly put more more burden on this person who already feels so bad? Wow. It's really kind of manipulative. I don't even know if manipulative is the right word because I don't think that people that do it realize. Wow. You know, that they're, but it is manipulative because, in effect, you're not apologizing. In effect, you're trying to get them to feel bad for you because you feel so bad about what you did. And even if you don't feel bad, you know, you can use that technique to soften the blow a little bit. That's so true. Right. We've all seen that. We've done it. I'm, I'm the pro at that. I did that the other day and I had to stop myself and say, I'm overdoing it. I'm making this about me. I, it's about you. I'm so sorry I did this. It was wrong. I take responsibility for it. Tell me how I can make it right. Yeah. 
That is such, man, that's, I think that's, you just put words to, that was just so really well put because we've all done that. And that's exactly what we were doing in the process. Mm-hmm. We were, we we're hyping it up, putting a lot of drama on it uh-huh. because we think it'll soften the blow. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. And, and in hopes that they will now empathize or, or, or have yeah. sympathy towards me. Yeah, like go easy on me. Or even maybe sometimes be like, look, this is just, it's not that big of a deal. Let's just don't talk about it. Yeah. But patterns that are that's left unaddressed true. are going to continue. Yeah. And so the healing and the restoration really comes in the context of the talking that takes place around the apology. Yeah. If you can get to that point, you know? Yeah. And then, and then the last one here on our bad apology list, I saw <laughs> just an incomplete yes. apology. If you fail to mark all the, <laughs> to check all the boxes in our apology checklist. Now I would just say like, if you, you know, you want to say that you're, I'm sorry, but you don't want to, you know, you're not going to show empathy. I don't want to yeah. go through the trouble to yeah. empathize or, I'm happy to say I'm sorry, but then I also don't want to tell you, you know, what I plan, plan to do to make it right. I haven't really thought about that yet. Like, think through it. Apologies are an art. I'm going to tell you what, you will make yourself stand out if you can be a good apologizer. Just And it's really just about being mature. Yes. Right? Don't you think? Yes. I think the, the for me, just uh, us, me even hearing this today as you share, the it's the plan. For me, it was that number five, or sorry, number six, the repairs and the restores. Mm-hmm showing the person that I have a plan to do this. Yeah. I think that's perhaps one of the ones that I leave out. Yeah. Maybe I do all the other stuff pretty well. Hey, I empathize with you. I really am sorry. I do regret doing this and that and that. But going the extra mile to say, and here's what I've put in place yeah. so that I won't offend you like this again. I'm going to yeah. be more careful. I'm going to watch myself when I'm in this environment. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. So, all right. Makes so you should difference. be a pro. I feel like people should be pros at apologizing you're a pro all it took was two podcasts now you're a pro apologizer but uh hey we love you guys thanks so much for joining in today to the carowinds podcast we got a lot more content that's going to be coming out uh in the days ahead if you're not subscribing please subscribe we'd love for you to join us carrie thank you as always thank you it's great being here with you clay it's awesome so we'll see you guys on the next episode have a great day Hey, thanks again for joining us here at the Carrie Weems Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to share it with your friends and followers on social media. And don't forget, one of the best ways you can help us get the word out is to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It's a simple and easy way that you can help us spread the word about the great teaching that Carrie has been sharing. Plus, if you would like Carrie to answer one of your questions in an upcoming episode, we would love to hear them. All you have to do is email them to us at info at Don't forget to follow on social media to stay up to date on all the latest resources that are releasing on Instagram and Twitter at Carrie Weems, or you can find Carrie on Facebook as well. And of course, for a full list of all the available books and resources, just visit Carrie Once again, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.